Oh, we're on. <laughs> we were having some technical <laughs> difficulties. My <laughs> had some headphone issues there for a second. Thank you for listening. It's uh, Tuesday, 5.06, and it is time for Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and I bring you all the latest and greatest information about downtown Lakeland and sometimes even beyond downtown Lakeland, like Midtown or Dixieland or things that are happening in some of our um, clubs in downtown, Rotary Clubs, Qantas Clubs. So we've got all kinds of good uh, good information that we are dishing out on this program on Tuesdays. And today uh, will not disappoint. Today I have a very special guest. I have Elise Drumgo. He is the Assistant Director of Economic Development for the City of Lakeland. That's a new position created just for Elise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's going to tell us um, all about what he does for the city, and specifically, we're going to you know talk about downtown. But he also he's citywide, right? Yeah, citywide now, and uh, had the pleasure of working in the redevelopment areas. My you know my first few years here in the city. That's right. So CRA is kind of your the uh, background with mm-hmm. the city, and so since the CRA and the LDDA work so well together. We do. Right? We were once one family. We right? were. Like we were related. We were together, yeah. <laughs> Then we got divorced. <laughs> we did. Right. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. What did I get out of that divorce? Darn it. Let's talk about that. The wonderful uh, Mun Park. Yes, thank you. Yes, all of that. So, yeah, Elise, um, you, how long have you been with the city? Five years now. Five years, yeah, okay. Five good years, yeah. Uh, came to Lakeland from Tampa. I was with City of Tampa before I came here, so... Excited to be in Lakeland. Love the the community. It's quaint, the downtown, good feel. You know, it's uh, it's very cozy. Yeah. So uh, the community. Oh, that was potential spam. I love that it tells you that on the phone. I need to turn that ringer off. I love that feature. Never answer those spam calls. So the CRA mm-hmm. is the Community Redevelopment Agency. That's right. Very technical. Yes, it's a oh. it's a mouthful. But you know, the gist of what it is yeah. is what. Well, the gist of the redevelopment agency is, um, you know, there are identified areas within the city that are lacking in investment, and they have a history of that lack of investment and, uh, you know, kind of downtrodden, blighted areas where maybe you can't really get people to go in and develop uh, high crime areas. And um, I would say a, a lot of, you know, dilapidated buildings or vacant properties and things like that. And the redevelopment agency goes in and tries to improve the quality of life for those residents in those areas. So um, Lakeland is lucky enough to have three redevelopment areas, and we're able to take dollars that are directly uh, taxpayer dollars that come from the tax increment, which is the, the taxes from those specific areas, and we reinvest it in the community. Um, the CRA is very specific by statute. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the state is very restrictive in how we spend those dollars, where we can spend those dollars. We can't spend them outside the redevelopment area. And um, again, you know, we have three here in Lakeland. If you didn't know, uh, Midtown, Downtown, and Dixieland. And I get to work with Julie mostly in uh, Downtown, but Dixieland is the commercial corridor that is the lovely South Florida Avenue that spans from Ariana up through uh, Downtown into Lime Street. Uh, So that whole corridor, the commercial corridor there. And we've invested a ton in uh, those properties this past year through our Art Infusion program. If you haven't checked out the murals in Dixieland. Yes, they're amazing. I you was just gonna. Roll through. Yeah. yeah. How many murals are do we have now? I want to say we've we've uh, commissioned maybe seven or eight. 
Um, maybe seven or eight, but then other people have started to do them as well. Without on their own. without your yeah, in, without funding. Yeah. But I think the real key piece about Dixieland is that the property owners see the road diet as an opportunity to invest in their facade too. So they're like repainting the you know the storefronts, yes. uh, replacing some of the glass, the awnings, mm-hmm. and things like that. And when you roll through Dixieland, you can see that investment. And we we partner with the businesses there to undertake those renovations. And it's, you know, it's night and day, right? You don't get a a born and bred, the changes to the Dixieland Mall, all those things. Uh, And then we currently have a few businesses that are undergoing renovations, too. So uh, I think Reese Cliff is underway. And, um, you know, we help the crazy kombucha get in there where they are. Right. So, you know, there, there are a few few investments. There. And there's a, what what is it whiskey barrel boutique or what is that? There is a boutique. Um I can't remember the name of it, but we also were with uh, the so do or die hair salon. Mm, uh, there's yes. another sign. I love that sign. Yeah. She's got a great sign. Yeah, do or die and then there's another salon uh, that we supported in there, the Biscuits and Benedicts. That seems like it's been under perpetual <laughs> renovation. It is coming, y'all. We the, promise. The is it? Is it really? It is definitely okay, coming. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I was just thinking maybe the dough still rises on those biscuits, man. Right. I don't know. Southern right. Southern biscuits take a lot of time. <laughs> they do. So if you'll be able to get your breakfast and brunch, uh, biscuits and Benedicts soon. Well, that's great because a lot of folks ask about that and they think, well, maybe mm-hmm. because of COVID, you know, it, it's dead and they just haven't taken down the signage or whatever. So if it's right. still happening, that's that's great news. Yeah, supply um, chain. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just blame supply chain, even if it's not. Yeah. It's, even if it's not. So, yeah, so I love the murals. I know we've done some in downtown as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had the uh, tapestries project Yes. A while back, and that was very popular. And what was neat about that was that you know they weren't permanent. You could take them down, move them around, right. uh, move move them to other cities, which David Collins, the artist that sort of inspired that project, did. And uh, but the murals are are amazing. I'm very very excited about the murals. Uh, Want to see lots more? I have some locations in downtown. I'd love to see them. Yeah, they, them go into. So when we come back, we have to go to break here in just a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk. A little bit more about um, some things that are happening in downtown and how the CRA and the LDDA work together. Okay. So we'll stick around and we'll talk more with Elise in just a moment. And we're back. You are listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and I have with me my very dear friend, Elise Drumgo. He is the Assistant Director of Economic Development for the City of Lakeland and Formerly and also known as <laughs> the CRA director. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you wear two hats, really. Are they ever going to split those hats or are you stuck with both those hats? Well, I think both hats, they <laughs> go together. You know, when you're talking about redevelopment mm-hmm. and, and impacting the economic viability of those those areas that are not really viewed as self-sustainable and looking at how you can uh, utilize city resources and partnerships and relationships to impact that area, too. So. Um, you know, it's it's in combination. I think they go together. Okay, that's yeah. a good, very politically correct answer. Yeah. If your bosses are listening. <laughs> good afternoon. Yeah. Boss, that's right. Uh, very happy. Very happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the uh, community redevelopment agency um, mm-hmm. uh, is is what the LDDA used to be back in the day so the the dda and the cra were the same organization run by the same group of people which were actually folks that were outside of city government they were their elected uh, officials uh you know have to do all the same sort of you know financial disclosures that a commissioner has to do 
And um, but back when the city determined that there were other areas that needed those CRA type uh, dollars and special you know attention, um, the DDA, uh, you, the city created three advisory boards, and right. then the DDA became an advisory board versus the actual CRA board. And so then, just recently, I guess what um, maybe two thousand thirteen. I think the Ish, yeah. yeah the third the CRAs combined the board combined in, and mm-hmm. went from three advisories to just one advisory which right. yeah which makes sense you know three separate meetings three steps of group that had to have been a lot on staff Listen, to if I'd love to spend time working <laughs> versus meeting you know yes, I think you meet yeah. to uh, set policy and that's vision right. mm-hmm. that's right but other than that we need to be out working and and moving towards those goals and right. and making deals and that's what we enjoy doing you know making deals and. Uh, putting our money right next to private money to make sure that things go forward, that that private-public partnership that people talk about. You're right. Yes, yep. yes. We love those. That's right. PPPs. That's right. P- <laughs> P3 all day. P3 all day, yeah. yeah. So, the, so the DDA has a much smaller budget because we're not increment. We're actually – we're just millage. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the downtown budget these days? I know we had the Mirrorton Project, which just getting the Mirrorton Project, which wasn't Mirrorton back in the day, yeah. uh, getting that land purchased and um, – all the buildings raised and all of that took a lot of budget. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, $8 million, you know, to do yeah. that. And um, now the the uh, budget for downtown is about $1.9 So we'll cross the $2 million mark here uh, shortly uh, within the next year or so. And then, uh, you know, we reinvest those dollars. And uh, we do carry a little bit of debt service. Uh, we'll clear our debt service uh, in two years. And that debt service is for the land that we utilize to now make the deal that got us Mirrorton, which is a $60 million project. So, you know, you look at how a redevelopment agency is supposed to work, um, you know, that's how you do it. You take those public lands that really don't have any added value um, and where you got high crime and right. uh, no no residents in that area because they cut the bypass through there and right. you figure out how to repurpose it. You know, you just kind of get stuck with it. And so... Um, we're lucky enough to have Framework come in and partner with us uh, to be able to leverage that land and, and get us an apartment complex with, you know, some 450 to 500 residents now that'll go and spend their money downtown. And I think that's the relationship where you talk about how the DDA and the CRA work. It's, you know, we, we get folks who will come in and help sustain those businesses. And that's really some of, you know, the goal. I think everyone from the mayor down will tell you that uh, we want to get more beds in in our downtown mm-hmm. and, and when you think about the strain that development and new projects has on resources you know you hear people say it all the time oh my gosh why another project why another development but those are things you want in your core uh, where old buildings have been torn down and you've got vacant parcels now that make it difficult to plan things or have events in the downtown because right. you got so much vacant land and uh, so yeah we just uh you know, we get in there, we get in the gap, and we try to recruit uh, new development partners, new businesses to your downtown, and, um, and and we enjoy doing that. And then in turn, I think you can, we can say that the DDA focuses on that experience uh, that folks, um, you know, have when they do come into the downtown. I think that's where you do a great job in that marketing and, and event planning and things like that. Yeah, and um, so – the Dixieland area and the Midtown area both touch downtown. Obviously, it's, yeah, it's, it's all contiguous, yes, it's which contiguous. is very cool. Yes, and and I love I love Dixieland. I live in the Lake Morton area, so of mm-hmm. course I'm 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 shopping in Dixieland as well. 
but you've had some really great Midtown is giant. It is. And people don't realize that it's well beyond just the mass market tax collector area. Yeah, that's sort of like the, I would say, the hub of Midtown. Um, but Midtown now is being considered part of downtown. People come through, uh, you know, people see everything south of I-4 is downtown. Right. And it's really not the case. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's that space between, you know, George Jenkins up to I-4 that's really Midtown. And it's a separate neighborhood, separate neighborhoods, mm -hmm. because there are several residential neighborhoods in there. And, um, you know, that's where we've got some of the most affordable real estate in the in the city, too. And there's a lot of opportunity for new businesses. I think about that Florida Avenue corridor and the Lakeland Hills corridor and what it could mean in the future for the hospital and Watson Clinic as, um, you know, the growth happens in those areas. And, you know, those are real hubs and where people will want to locate businesses and want to live because you're proximate to everything without really being downtown. So, um you know, I love Midtown. Like that's that's one of my favorite places to go to to find food and um, and and get snacks and things like that. And uh, you know, I enjoy the the people who live in Midtown too. Um, it's pretty interesting to hear about Lakeland's history and um, you know just the impacts of Midtown. We've had some great projects there. You think about uh, the Lake Parker Shared Use Path. It's a partnership we had with the school board to get out there, and uh, we actually took student art and put it along. Lake Parker, the the, uh, the lakefront there, uh, for about a good mile or so. It's a great mile of student artwork. And I shout out to Andrea Goodson at uh, Lakeland mm -hmm. High School because she helped coordinate that project with several classrooms uh, that helped us get that artwork out there. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun. The residents love it. I wish we could have had like a ribbon cutting or something, mm. but we were unable to do it uh, at the time with COVID. And I think a lot of the students have grown up and moved on because uh. uh, we had folks, the students were at, they range from elementary up mm -hmm. through high school. and um, But, you know, it's good to have students participate in art in their community. And yeah. uh, that pathway is just a, it's a great stroll. Yeah. 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 I, I, there's so many great projects like that, that, um, that, you know, people think of downtown a lot, but their Midtown has had a tremendous uh, number of, of projects that I know you and your team have worked on. Lincoln Square. Yeah. Yeah. All the, the, the housing there that, that took, a long time and a lot of energy <laughs> it did and that's what i love doing is the residents say well we were promised this uh you know some 15 years ago mm -hmm. or something to that effect and that was the case with the lake parker project as well but with lincoln square uh, where you know there was an apartment complex sitting right dab in the single family neighborhood and it mm -hmm. just didn't fit and ultimately the the apartments went into receivership, a foreclosure, and it was just, it was high crime and uh, a lot of asbestos in the apartments. Ugh. and Nobody wants to touch it. And mm -hmm. I think that's the cool thing about the redevelopment agency is you have those situations and no, you know, no private entity wants to take on the abatement or the new construction. And uh, we went in there and we custom built 21 new homes. We, uh, we recruited residents who used to live in the community. They all went to church in the community mm -hmm. for the most part. And so for us, it's there's always a concern about, you know, people say gentrification mm -hmm. and who's going to come move back into the community. Mm -hmm. And the balance of that is being in lockstep with the community and engaged in the conversation so that they know what's coming and can be prepared to reap the benefits of the development that's taking place. And that's what we did with Lincoln Square. I can tell you now that the homes we built have appreciated. It's been two years now, mm -hmm. and 
I mean, those homes have picked up $90,000 in equity from what we sold them for to the residents. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's that's real dollars, yeah. future dollars to be yeah. realized by those families. Correct. And so, you Investing know, in the capital of those families, not right. just in the land and the, and the structures. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. They're beautiful houses, too. They are. They're uh, well made. I mean, they're yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to our architect, uh, John Kirk. You know, heck of a designer. Work mm -hmm. with him on several projects. I'm just shouting. I'm going to shout out everybody. Yeah, who's shout everybody. Project, everybody project shout partners <laughs> because they they help us go. You know, yeah, you got to have those. And yeah. yeah, we have a lot of great folks in this community that partner to do mm -hmm. to do uh, projects to to just make Lakeland in general a, a better place. That's right. And um, so I know that we have uh, we have potentially some new apartments coming to downtown right yeah, yeah well i mean there there are several um when i and i'm just doing the math in my head now and and you know in downtown proper we're probably looking at maybe 700 uh, 800 new units thinking about the florida tile site mm -hmm. near bonnet springs park uh, that developer is continuing to move forward they're out of atlanta and um, they're doing a great job pulling together their plans for that project. Mm -hmm. Great location when you mm -hmm. think about the connectivity to Lakeland's Central Park and what that'll mean for the community to to have that level of investment from uh, from that family to see that park come to fruition. Um, shout out to David Bunch for having vision and sticking to it. Oh that's yeah, the, <laughs> that's the other he's thing. Like, he's <laughs> got grit. Yeah. he will. He will stick it. Stick to itness. Yeah, David yeah. Bunch. Yeah, stick. You know, stick to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're thrilled that that's that site that's been just sort of vacant and nobody knew what to do with it and what kind of um, mm -hmm. contamination there might have been there. And it just was a mess for so, so long. And it's going to it's going to have people living there, which right. are still in walking distance of the core of downtown. It's just just on the other side of Lake Wire. So it's going to, uh, you know, it's a, and it's a nice, pretty yeah. path around Lake Wire to uh, to walk around. And um, so we've got in the Garden District, which isn't – that's in the downtown CRA, but it it's is. not in the downtown uh, DDA, which is uh, – just because we didn't venture into um, residential. Yeah. We've, there we're we're going to have to hold that a little – okay, I'll hear you. tell us real quick before yeah. we go. We How many apartments? I know we've got some apartments coming in there. Yeah, well, so you know that uh, Broadway with their – uh, Lime Street Apartments, they're they're done with those 90 units. And then uh, there's another developer, and he's got three projects in the Garden District. And this is Lake Street, Lime Street, and Lemon Street in, in tandem. And uh, collectively, he's got about 120 total units across those three projects. So yeah. um, just great infill development on, uh, old, on some historically older sites. And they fit the historical context of that that community within the garden district. So they have great design on them too. And it's always good to see that. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. We are back with downtown dish. I'm Julie Townsend and my very special guest, Elise Drumgo, assistant director of economic development at the city of Lakeland. We are talking about all things CRA 
economic development, fun things. And fun we, stuff. We did have a call, uh, so we're going to address the caller's question. And I know that it's the burning question uh, <laughs> on many, many folks' mind. And I have opinions. I know Elise has opinions. <laughs> but we also have data. It's not just opinions. Sure. Um, but it's the road diet. Yeah, road diet. Um, you know, Dixieland is, it goes as the road diet goes. I'll say that. Mm. And, you know, we've had some significant property value increases uh, when you think about some of the other redevelopment areas with downtown and midtown and the growth, the infill of other business in those areas has far and surpassed Dixieland. And some of the reason for that is because of the way the roadway was laid mm-hmm. out. You know, it was unsafe. Uh, accidents, you know, some fatalities, I think, along the roadway over the years. And just thinking about how the community uses that that corridor is out of whack with uh, with it because it was very, I'll say, vehicle-centric. And, right. Um, I think the test now is giving us an opportunity to see what it could be like otherwise, but it's not exactly maximizing it. You know, and that's what I think I try to explain to folks is, the test period is not providing us with the maximum vision of what South Florida Avenue could be. Correct. And it used to be a two-lane roadway. They used to throw uh, festivals in the street. Right. And there are people who remember those times, and there are families who still own property in that area who have had their businesses sort of taper off just simply because no one really knows which door to go in Mm -hmm. because the cars are zooming by and you got to have a rear entrance versus being able to use the front door. And I think you could see it before we had the road diet that no one really wanted to pay to paint or upgrade Mm -hmm. their, uh, their fronts, right? Those front doors, because you're afraid a truck will take it out or you're afraid that somebody will come uh, whipping up too close. Um, You know, the storm water when it rains is splashing Mm. up on your your glass windows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's all maintenance that now does not necessarily have to happen just because we bought ourselves a few feet on either side. Yeah. And I think um, ultimately our commission will vote on, uh, you know, what happens going forward with that corridor. uh, But it won't just change overnight. You know, we can't just rip out what's there and go back to what it was. And it'll be a... I think a, a good evaluation of the data, but then also to understand that it is a business corridor and for the businesses to be successful, uh, we have to look at the economics of it and we can't just buy all that real estate from those business owners and doze it and create another through lane highway, right, super yeah. thoroughfare through the middle of our city. You know, you want people to be able to stop, uh, see, you know, enjoy the businesses, go to the restaurants and you want them to cruise into downtown and stop and do the same thing. And we've got several ways to get around the city if you don't want to go through the core right. to get to I-4. You know? Right. Yeah. And and that's what I, you know, tell folks, you know, that say, oh, it takes forever. It really doesn't. I mean, it mm-hmm. does have peak hours like, you know, every other road has, right. has some has – some, uh, a little bit of congestion during some peak times, but for the most part, you know, it may have added two or three minutes to your commute total if you're if you're driving the whole length of of that corridor. Um, and at the end of the day, that's just not a lot to ask of right. of, of our citizens to go s- just a little bit slower. And and again, if you don't want to come to 
downtown in Dixieland and you just want to go through, right. there are other ways to do that. You can bypass at Lime Street and take Hardin. Mm-hmm. You can take George Jenkins Boulevard and get to, you know, uh, Bartow Highway soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years it will be completion, but you'll have the Wabash extension. Wabash extension yeah. So the city is, you know, doing things to make sure that, that the corridor of South Florida is not the only way to traverse from north to south. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for people who, who live in that area, I mean, it's dangerous. And the yeah. reality is, is that it's really, there, there isn't really another option because the lanes were too narrow. They were. Uh, they were dangerous. <laughs> they were substandard. They uh, were lane substandard widths, yeah. lane widths. And there's just really, you know, there's not an option to go back to, to two lanes in each direction. So how do we, people hate the the concrete white pads i get that but it's temporary Mm -hmm. we're gonna have beautiful sidewalks and manicured uh you know um pedestrian ways and all of that when it's all said and done those cross sections will definitely need to get rebuilt and i think that's the key to it is understanding that long term when you want people walking and using those corridors and then coming from the neighborhoods in dixieland to go to those businesses as well or you want to send your kids across florida avenue to go to a business on the opposite side Right. You know, the continuity between Lake Morton and Dixieland are just not there. Yeah. And there's a reason. It's it's South Florida Avenue. Right. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that we continue to grow those communities together in a unified way and then help the businesses um, be sustainable long term. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody talks about wanting those cool little neighborhood pockets of, of retail. and yeah. But, you know, they don't. The, the folks who live here, I think overwhelmingly are in favor of it. The Dixieland residents and the Lake Morton residents, not everyone, but I right. think the majority of them get it because we live in this sort of urban environment and it's the suburban people who want to just use us and yeah. drive through us. Well, I love my Mulberry <laughs> peeps. Okay. I love my Mulberry peeps, but stop in Dixieland. Don't, yes. don't just drive through it. Right. You know. And it is proven other cities who have done, uh, you know, road, you call them road diets, but they're, you know, right sizing. Yeah. I like that. The right sizing. Um, the businesses have thrived along the corridors because traffic slows down That's and right. people notice the businesses that are there. More people are willing to walk in that corridor, whatever, you know, wherever that corridor may be. Mm-hmm. It seems counterintuitive, you know, to to reduce the lanes and somehow that makes things travel better. But, you know, that's. That's traffic engineering. It's That's just right. it's it's not for it's not for the layman to understand. Tried and true, and I'm certainly <laughs> not an expert at it either. Correct. Um, I'm not either, but it makes sense because I've asked yeah. those questions. I've asked those probing questions of of those traffic uh, professionals, and and it does make sense yeah. um, that you want to slow slow people down and even in one lane going slower with the timing of the signalization correctly and yes. all of that. You're traveling it, you know the same the same speed or the same distance uh, you know it's one of those things where you you get you you people want to hurry up and wait hurry yeah. up and wait yeah. they want to rush 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 to that red light and then sit 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 and they it's do. like and if you just it's the it's the it's the tortoise and the hare it is listeners <laughs> go hang out in Dixie go hang out in Dixie stop in downtown um, yeah. you know and and go to some of those businesses we don't want them to go anywhere uh, and I think that the you know, supporting some changes along the corridor will help long term yeah. for all those businesses. Yeah. And, it, and it'll be a better place to live. 
So was there a timeline on, I know with COVID hitting and all of that, it, it may have extended the test period, but is there a, 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 an end in sight for this test period and some decisions to have been to be made? Yeah, so don't quote me on it, but I think the, um, <laughs> I, I want to say that the-, the We're recording this, and right. you're going to quote, we're going to quote you. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, but I don't want to say. Yeah. But I think the commission will be taking a vote on it um, probably this summer. Okay. Sometime this summer, yeah. And the so. vote from them is really just what? Because it's really an FDOT project. I mean, they can reject it. I guess they could tell FDOT, no, we don't want this. But then what's the alternative? Well, and I think that's the thing is talking through the alternatives to see mm -hmm. what works for the city as well. Yeah. And that's the conversation. So it's, you know, we're, we're doing our due diligence. Um, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because we've got, um, you know, some work to do to figure it out and look at some various cross sections of the roadway and, and evaluate that and what makes sense so that we have some you know some things that we can look at but um, I, I think the commission is is going to be well informed uh, to, to make the decision as as to how to approach it going forward yeah, yeah. so we have um, like another minute or so um, and I know that you may have to leave me but for the next segment I'll be all alone <laughs> but uh, is there is there any 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 plans um, for uh, Bonnet Springs in terms of, I mean, are we talking about um, how we're going to connect downtown to Bonnet Springs? Funny you ask. Um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've talked about connectivity, I think, internally, like ad nauseum. And yeah. our commission is really, um, you know, really supportive of looking at just how we connect all our activity nodes right. of the downtown and those little pockets of of excitement that we call them that we want to make sure that people can get back and forth to and so for us we're looking at um, a roundabout near mm -hmm. uh, Lake Beulah back in that area then also how to punch through that underpass and right. uh, get you know pedestrian walkway or bike path and we're just constantly evaluating what those connections might look like to make sure that we want to funnel activity to the park we realize what an asset it'll be and I think the development that comes into the city will um, into the downtown will also see that as a benefit and right. you know, we're trying to make sure that we stay uh, in lockstep with where the developments happen where the fun is happening downtown and what that what the lifestyle looks like for people right. that are here in Lakeland and moving to Lakeland yeah. to make sure that they can get to those amenities excellent well thank you for being my guest I have sure. to go to break I know you won't be with me on the flip side of this break but I do appreciate you being here thanks, thanks. for having me We are back. I'm Julie Townsend. This is the last little segment of Downtown Dish. My guest, Elise Drumgo, Assistant Director of Economic Development for the City of Lakeland, was here telling us all about uh, CRA projects, not just in downtown, but Midtown and Dixieland. Uh, a lot of great things are being done by the, by the City of Lakeland in all parts of the city. Uh, we just had a little chat about the road diet. I know that's a hot topic uh, for, for many folks. Um, I personally am in complete support and favor of the road diet. I think the any of the central city, Dixieland, um, downtown area needs to be a pedestrian first area. And uh, so you need to think about what's best for the pedestrian and then the cars come uh, after that. And so when you think car centric, you think lots of concrete and lanes and fast driving and uh, that's not what you want for your downtown. It's not what you want for Dixieland, which is almost, you know, it's another little segment of downtown 
in, in that sense. So I'm for the, food, for the road diet. You can fuss at me anytime you want about it. Uh, happy to debate it. Um, some of the other things that we're talking about in downtown, uh, we have uh, the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority is actually having our our annual uh, retreat on Thursday morning instead of our regular meeting. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of uh, things that we'd like to see happen in downtown uh, to make pedestrians first. And, uh, you know, so we're going to be talking about ways to slow down the traffic, uh, techniques that we can uh, um, uh, implement to make people uh, feel more comfortable walking around downtown, wanting to walk around downtown. That's what the sidewalk expansions were for, the parklets. Uh, that's what the parklets are for. That's what all the the string lights across the streets and the drip lights in Munn Park. So we're doing lots of things um, to make downtown more attractive to folks to come to every every day if they if they so choose. Um, just some of the great events that are coming up. We had a very busy weekend. We had uh, the Valentine's block party, which was super fun. If you missed it, you missed a really good time. Uh, we partnered with Buena Market and we partnered with the Lakeland Art Guild to do an art and wine walk. And uh, so that was good times this past weekend. But we have lots of things coming up in March. So if you uh, don't have us in your inbox each week with our newsletter, you really should go to the website and sign up for our newsletter. It's once a week. It comes out on Thursdays, and it is jam-packed with everything you want to know about fun things to do in downtown. And right now, as we speak, we have several hundred people walking around downtown partaking in Tasty Tuesday because Tasty Tuesday is always the third Tuesday of the month. And you can purchase tickets to get hearty samples of food, beverages, uh, and sweets in the businesses in downtown. Uh, and that has been hugely popular. Uh, we get people from all over the region that come to Tasty Tuesday. It's not just a locals thing. Uh, we get to meet folks who are coming in from Tampa. We had some ladies come in from Dunedin, uh, from Winter Haven, from Kissimmee. Uh, and then people who are visiting just as snowbirds definitely want to partake in that because they're always looking for something something to do, a little twist on just a regular night out uh, eating. So we've got um, March 4th is our next first Friday, and it is Foodie Fest. So we typically don't have a lot of uh, food offerings in downtown for the first Friday because we want you to go and patronize the restaurants. But I don't know. We may be rethinking that a little bit because it's just such a big event and you can't the, – the restaurants are packed and that's great for them. But they, they might need a little relief uh, in terms of making sure that everybody gets fed. We want people to come downtown. We don't want them to leave. So Foodie Fest is something that we've done once a year and we do invite lots of different food vendors. Uh, we want folks that are, you know – making their own, uh, you know, some some are food carts or food trucks or, or goodies, um, baked goods, things like that. People who are trying to break into, you know, the world of catering, uh, things like that. So Foodie Fest will feature lots of food opportunities uh, in and around Munn Park. So come hungry. Uh, we ask that those businesses actually create 
a, sa- a size that's uh, a $3 value because we don't want you to just go to one place and eat dinner and then be done. We want you to sample kind of like we do with Tasty Tuesday, but on Foodie Fest. So we ask them to create at least one item that's about a $3 value so that people who do want to try lots of things don't get filled up too quickly and they can, you know, they can spread that uh, spread the love that way. So Foodie Fest is on March 4th, something that we're kicking off in March also. Uh, City of Lakeland and the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority are partnering to bring you Friday Night Live. So Friday Night Live is a music series every Friday in Munn Park. In the center of the park, we'll put up some risers and we'll have live musicians there and just playing music from 6 to 9. And there's a lot of great opportunities to listen to live music throughout Lakeland, particularly downtown Dixieland Midtown. So we'll always remind you of those opportunities as well, because we want this to be a complement to the live music that you can already experience at, say, Lakeland Loft, uh, Swan Brewing, The Yard. Uh, Patio 850, Union Hall, all of these places typically have live music every Friday and Saturday night. So you don't always want to go to the same place every weekend. You want to mix it up a little bit, have some different experiences, maybe even go to multiple places all in one night. So Friday Night Live will create uh, just some more energy and activity in Munn Park on Friday nights. You can bring down the family and bring chairs and listen, or you can just go out to dinner and then walk through and spend a few minutes listening after dinner or before dinner or on your way to Swan Brewing or the Yard or Lakeland Loft where you can sit down and enjoy uh, some additional live music opportunities. So March 11th, uh, we'll have... We'll have Friday Night Live as part of Foodie Fest, but of course it's also First Friday. So March 11th will be the first sort of solo Friday Night Live. March 12th is our St. Patrick's Day street party that has been around, gosh, for, I don't know, 35 years. Molly McHugh's Molly's Irish Pub uh, is is the Irish bar in Lakeland, and uh, they are the, the real deal. <laughs> they are the real deal. And uh, so they have their St. Patty's Day street party uh, every year. Uh, this year it's on March 12th, so that's Saturday, March 12th. They're actually doing their four clover run the following Sunday, which I believe is either the 19th or the 20th. You can read more about that on our website when we update that from the run folks. So the uh, four clover run is not going to be the same day as uh, the street party, which is has it has typically been and then uh in march on march 19th yeah sunday must be the 20th because march 19th is our next buena block party so that's not going to be quite as large as the valentine's block party or the holiday night market that we've partnered uh with and added additional vendors but it will be uh much like the block party that was in july uh or june and may of last year Lots of fun, lots of good times. And, of course, our restaurants and bars can participate in that. They can set up on the street as well and sell uh, sell their uh, to-go to cocktails. And you can walk around the event with um, with your to-go cocktail, listening to music and, and shopping with, um, with a lot of those vendors. So a uh, lot of fun things coming up in March. Uh, the best way to learn about all the things that are happening in downtown is – to sign up for that newsletter because then it just comes to you. You don't have to think about it. You just have to open that email once a week on Thursday. 
Uh, you can sign up for that on our website, which is downtownlkld.com. Uh, you can also ask that we send that to you as a text message if you prefer. So the text message, you can text um, you can text us to our phone number, which is kind of long. I'm not going to say it on, on, on air because you're not going to remember it. But you can certainly just shoot us an email and ask us to add you to the text message group. Uh, we can do that. Uh, if you prefer to get it through text. And then we have our new uh, calendar on the website. You can follow us on Facebook. We try to keep Facebook updated and Instagram updated with all of the wonderful events that we have going on. So uh, we have, um, I think I just have like another minute. I get 30 seconds maybe. So I will um, bid everyone farewell this happy Tuesday. I'm glad you're listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach out to me. I'm easy to find Julie Townsend. I work for the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority. So uh, reach out to me, ask me any questions, uh, pepper me with your comments, and um, we'll, we'll bring those up on next week's show, next Tuesday. So thanks for listening to Downtown Dish. Have a great rest of your week.